Welcome to the Act 4 Podcast, your go-to post-movie podcast. It's a podcast about movies. My name is Peyton. We got Connor over here. Hey, how you doing? And we got Joe in the corner. Hello, hello. Today we are continuing our Summer of Star Wars series. This is Season 2, and today we're talking about Episode 2, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Coming into this season, we all had this ranked as our unanimous bottom tier Star Wars Correct. movie. Uh, we all had it at the bottom of our lists. But I think today, uh, it's moving up the lists. Um, mm -hmm. At least speaking for myself, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I, would, I would agree with that. You know, I remember this movie as being super, super garbage with terrible, terrible writing. And uh, one of those is still true. But it's at least <laughs> not super, super garbage anymore. Uh, and it's got some some good good parts to it, and it definitely it's definitely moving above Phantom Menace. I can say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, definitely going in the pleasantly surprised category with this one. One of those ones that I would never seek out to watch, and the only thing I really remember about it was Anakin's cringy sand line. That's pretty much yes. all I would ever remember <laughs> about this movie. So I don't like sand. <laughs> so I went in very open-minded, not really remembering much of the movie at all, and yeah, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that does it, not a, mean that I loved everything though. Yes, that's it, yes, it's definitely it not a good problems. movie. I, or uh, okay, oh, yeah. I don't know if I can say that. It's can I say it's not a good movie? I think that's fair. It's still not a great movie. Let's say great. It's still not yeah. a great movie. It's not, I mean, the, if we're it's looking not the at worst it in terms movie of like, ever. Our of like our tier list and stuff like that. Like most of us at the beginning had Phantom Menace. Like I had Phantom Menace set as a C and I have Attack of Clones as a D. In like my mind right now after watching it, I'd say I'd probably flip those two. So if it's a C, it's like still very average. Yes. It's, it's not like mm -hmm. it's not like we're going into this just like, oh yes, this is an A movie now. It's like no, it's not. It's definitely <laughs> it's not. It's not it's not moved it's not that much. <laughs> it's still it's still down there, um, but, you know, it's better than what I remembered. So so the question I have for you guys is then, what makes this movie better than The Phantom Menace? Just because we watched Phantom Menace last week, we watched Attack of the Clones this week. Comparing the two, why do you think Attack of the Clones has moved up above Phantom, the Men Phantom Menace now? What, what separates it? Okay, y'all got anything? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all um, unprepared for that question? You know, <laughs> I told you about it say, earlier. <laughs> <laughs> y'all were prepared. Hey, I thought you were gonna go first. I thought you were gonna go first. I thought you were gonna like, give a little explanation there. So um, we were just guess, trying to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can go first if you want me to. Oh well, okay. Then go first. I okay, was I'll go. Into it. Well, okay. <laughs> This is a mess. I'll, sure, I'll go first. When are you we guys, not a mess? You guys were sitting there waiting on me to go first. I didn't want to go first, but it's okay. My big thing, I think, that separates this from The Phantom Menace is character chemistry and, like, just chemistry between actors. I think there's a lot more of that in this movie than in The Phantom Menace. I think there's still a lot of awkwardness um, that carries over from The Phantom Menace in this movie, but at least specifically between Obi-Wan and Anakin... There's a lot of good chemistry there and a lot of unique character interaction. And it's like the characters are actually kind of fleshed out in this movie. It's not great. You know, they're not as fleshed out as characters in the original trilogy or even the sequels. But 
it's still a lot better than the Phantom Menace, which is kind of a low bar, you know, but it is better. Yeah, for sure. In the Phantom Menace, you have Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan as like your two main characters and like a lot of the movies based on like their interactions and stuff like that. And for being a master apprentice relationship and knowing that they've spent a lot of times together, it's really not believable at times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of those things that this movie does well is that even though this is the first time we're seeing Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen on screen together, that the the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin is somewhat believable that they've actually spent 10 years together training mm-hmm. and stuff like that and going and doing all these things that they like have little that they talk about from here to there. It's just like, oh, you remember this thing and it's something we never see, but like we are like, it's believable that they've done these things together. Personally, I'd rather uh, see those those adventures that they talk about than some of the stuff we see in this movie. I, yeah, I prefer to see what, some of the stuff we missed in those 10 years. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. biggest problems of the prequels is they're always just like, hey, you remember this thing on this planet? And, it's, and they're just like, ah, yeah, gr- good times. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean... But can we it's see like it though? It's like you have an entire series about Anakin and Obi Wan during the Clone Wars. That hey, came talk- later. That came. This is later. a movie podcast, buddy. <laughs> You're right. I'll give you that. That came. Um, that came later. Got him. I would. I would have to agree. Uh, the chemistry between these characters is just a whole lot better in this movie than Qui Gon and Obi Wan versus Obi Wan and Anakin. Uh, part of me is sitting here thinking and, and wondering. Uh, when Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were doing that master-apprentice relationship they had, there there was really, a, it was a time of peace. There wasn't really a war about to start versus on this time, there's a war about to start. So maybe that could be a thing of why they have better chemistry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But... I guess, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin maybe have, like, been through more together than Qui-Gon and yeah. Obi-Wan did. I, I could see I mean, that, I guess. But I can definitely say that in episode three, because you have the entire Clone Wars series, and I could be like, oh, but in episode <laughs> two, I don't, I don't really know what's going on, gone in, in between Phantom Menace and, mm-hmm. and this one, so, you know. But I, I definitely can say better chemistry, a better actor for Anakin. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, I guess you, it, it's not that hard to be better than, um, <laughs> what's his face, Lloyd, what, what was his name? Hey, Jake mean, Lloyd. Jake Lloyd, You're yeah, right. it's it's not You're that right. hard, not not that hard to be better than Jake Lloyd, but Peyton, I guess you, Peyton, you really don't like that kid. I really, really didn't like that kid at all. I mean, who did though? <laughs> who was like my favorite thing from Phantom Menace was young Anakin. Not me. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, good chemistry. Yeah, so so that actually gets better, but one thing that I think about this movie that gets worse is the quality of filmmaking which is one thing that I'll touch on very lightly because, you know, that's not what we really focus on here. But it's something that I like to think about and I pay attention to when I watch movies is this movie, I it doesn't look as good. This is the worst looking of the prequels. Um, it, it looks worse than The Phantom Menace and it were, looks worse than um, Revenge of the Sith. Because, uh, like, we'll talk about that in the episode for next week. But I was pleasantly surprised watching Revenge of the Sith at some of, like, the... Like the CGI wasn't that bad. There were parts that were bad. Don't don't get me wrong, but it wasn't <laughs> as bad as Attack of the Clones. Like Attack of the Clones is atrocious. Phantom Menace used pr- 
a lot of real sets and miniatures. They use some CGI, but not a ton of it. This movie, the whole thing was filmed on a blue screen. Like, the entire thing. And it looks really bad. And so that's one thing that continually pulled me out of this movie, was just, like, the, the bad animation. Like, how do you make Jar Jar look worse in this movie than in The Phantom Menace? Like, <laughs> did y'all notice that? Jar Jar yeah. looks worse in this movie than he did because in The Phantom Menace. I, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm give him an explanation here and give, give a shot Uh-oh. for an excuse. He's not in there as like he's not in here as much. He's not a main character. He he shows up occasionally in this movie, unlike the screen time that we had him in Phantom Menace. Okay, but so so are you saying lack of screen time is an excuse for poor graphics? Because oh, we're talking about not, that. But... Look at look at the sequel series. You've got characters that appear for just a second. Like if we're talking about like one of the worst scenes in all of Star Wars, you got to talk about the Canto bite sequence. The characters in that scene look years and years better than Jar Jar, and they probably only spent a little bit of time on them, you know? Wow. And it's, it's like it is years and years better. I know, I know. So that's what you got to say. You, you can't look, like, at that, but you got you can't say that because it has a small amount of screen time it looks bad. They had yeah. the technology to make him look as good as the Phantom Menace, which wasn't very good, but they made him look worse, you know? I don't think lack of screen time is a good excuse is all I'm saying. Okay, okay. I mean, I just want to interject and say I don't care how Jar Jar looks because I don't have to look at him as often because he's not in the movie as much. And <laughs> I think totally that's a I think that's him. a win. He's gone. <laughs> he's, I think it's great. He's out of this movie. It's uh, it's I think like, originally he was supposed to be in it more, and then after oh, the backlash, sure. George Lucas was like, "Yeah, no, you're you get a scene here at the beginning, you get a get a line early, and then and then we're kicking you to the curb, buddy." Hmm. Dark, it sounds it sounds very familiar to episode nine with rose to where they're just like yeah we're gonna acknowledge that you like still exist but like you're not in the movie <laughs> yeah yeah we'll talk about that later um yeah. for sure we'll, we'll talk about rose a good bit i'm sure oh yeah we will mm-hmm. but so this movie the character development is better than phantom menace the visuals are worse than phantom menace um but i think the one thing that people remember the most from this movie is the dialogue so let's let's dwell on that specifically between Anakin and Padme, because because that's kind of where people remember this movie for. And I don't know if that's what people should remember it for, but people are always going to remember it for the I don't like sand. It's coarse and it's rough it's and it rough. gets everywhere. It's, it's, it's irritating and it gets, and it gets everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Come on, kid. Uh, I feel like Lucas might have just had like a personal vendetta against sand, and <laughs> <laughs> was just like. I don't know. This is my story. This is my medium of storytelling. I'm just gonna diss sand. <laughs> I, I really then, don't. Go ahead. <laughs> I really don't understand, like from a lore, if he's actually saying this. Like, yes, the writing is terrible, uh, because you have lines like sand and I slaughtered them like animals because they were animals. Like, I don't understand how Anakin was like, yeah. Anakin and Padme were like, yeah, let's get married. Like that, that's a that's a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, Anakin and Padme's relationship in this movie makes no sense from the beginning. You know, it's established at the beginning they haven't seen each other for ten years. It's been ten years since the Phantom Menace. Yes. And Anakin says he has dreamed and thought about Padme every day since. That's quick maths. That's what three thirty. What what is that? 
uh, come on, thirty-six thousand five hundred days that he's thought of her. Is that right? Was that the right maths? I think so. <laughs> Bro, you forgot about leap days. Uh, I'm just assuming there's no leap days in the Star Wars universe. Well, then how how do you know that a year is basically five days? Because yeah, right? Ten. Oh no, that's not thirty-five thousand. It's three thousand. My bad. <laughs> I multiplied by a hundred instead of by ten. <laughs> Right? So 3,650 days that he's thought of her. I'm an art major. Yeah. Don't don't get mad at me. I was about to say, I was like, and welcome to the <laughs> section of the Act 4 podcast where the art major does math. <laughs> I haven't had to do math in a long time. No. Anyways, so... <laughs> it's a lot of days. That's, that's a lot of days. This boy's creepy. Thinking, he's creepy. about this girl that you knew, he met her. They were only together for, like... A couple weeks, you know, the Phantom Menace doesn't span a lot of time, right? I but mean, but she's an angel her for a long time. She's, yeah, she's an <laughs> angel, bro. Yeah, but you're telling me ten years? I don't even know who I was friends with ten years ago. I I can't even remember people from I when I was ten you. years old. Granted, I've moved a lot in my life, but still. Yeah, I was about to say. It. I was like, you're. I was like. I was like, your childhood was a little different. I was like, I've lived in the same city my whole life, and I'm like, I'm still friends with the same people I was friends but, with. But listen, that's a good, <laughs> but that's a good example. I am much like Anakin Skywalker. I have traveled a lot. This man traveled a lot, a lot in those ten years. How has he not met someone else that that he that makes him forget about her, or or Bro, just in general forgotten? An angel. It's it doesn't make sense. You can't justify that. You're you're absolutely right. Okay, thank you. But <laughs> I thought you were about to try to justify it. So this man, so like, you're trying to tell me that he's aware that she's older, and then he goes away for 10 years, and he's supposed to be training to be a Jedi, and that's like, relationships is like one of like the no-nos of like Jedi, like, nah, you ain't like, doing that. It's like, there's two rules. Don't use hate, no, no, no relationships. There it yeah. is, number two. So like... He knows that she's way rules, older. Like, he's okay. she, he's aware of the age difference, <laughs> and then he's being taught that this is one of the main rules. And yet, this is all he can still think about. Like he was doomed from the beginning. He was never going to be a good Jedi. <laughs> how could they not tell? Like in those ten years, how did Obi Wan never figure out that this man's got his got his mind on on girls? You know, because like girl, I, not girls, girls, a girl, yeah. a very specific <laughs> a girl that he girl. met. That he met whenever he was eight, right? Wasn't he eight then? Nine. So, nine, Cause whatever. Because he's, he's 19 ish. It's it don't stupid. matter. It, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What really so, matters is that as soon as he sees Padme again, he starts spitting more game. <laughs> he just always spitting game. And he's such a creep in this movie. He really like he every really time he's like obviously hitting so on her, why does Obi Wan never just like boy? What is you doing? He boyed. What is he doing? One they time. Are, they are not. They <laughs> they are so bad at keeping it secret. Like they especially towards the or like in the next one in episode three. That's what I was about to say. They're I was like not even trying. It's so dumb. Like, it's so dumb. He goes back to her apartment every night to sleep. <laughs> they literally just live together in the third movie. I was just like, yeah. and everybody's just like. Oh, it is what it is. I'm just like, they're just friends. <laughs> Excuse <you know>. me. <laughs> so that none of that makes sense. The dialogue. Nobody not visits very good. them and realizes they that they only have one bed in their house. 
Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> How about nobody realizes that she's pregnant and Anakin lives with her? Like, it's yeah. The I you can't convince me that the all-knowing Jedi masters of the Council wouldn't be able to put that two and two together. You know. Bro. The dark side was clouding their vision. No, you can't use that as a cop out every time there's something Bro, stupid. They used. They used. They <laughs> That's used the worst cop out. out ever. The force is seriously one of the biggest plot holes to ever exist in movies ever because it's there when you need it and when you want something to say a secret, it's just like ah, their vision was clouded and it's just like By the dark side. was it though? Because it seems like they can sense everything they need to when they need to. Yeah. But when the movie says they shouldn't, they're just like, ah, dang. Force turned off. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> uh, I think I think we should uh, hop in to the plot. Or, or at least, like... I mean, this kind of is the, the plot. Like, this is one I'll of the biggest the points of the plot is their relationship, and it kind of sucks. Well, It does kind of suck. <laughs> well, I think the, the other biggest part of the plot is why they're hanging out so much in the first place. And that's because uh, Padme is trying to get, ki- or she's not trying to get killed. People are trying to kill her. Um, yes, there you go. And that's kind of a whole other crazy part of the plot that doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, we won't really talk about that too much. Because some people will say that, like, oh, the Palpatine wanted uh, Anakin and Padme to, like, spend all this time together so that way he'll fall in love and all this. And it's like, I don't think that was ever part of his plan because he he was really trying to kill her, you know, because she was causing problems for him. I mean, was he though? He he hired someone to blow up her ship, and hired a bounty hunter. Well, okay, he told he told Count Dooku to hire a bounty hunter who hired a bounty hunter who sent a droid who sent some worms to kill her. I mean, they're going through some pretty uh, big measures to try and kill her. I mean, it's kind of you know it's whatever. At the same time, she ha- she trusts you. Like, it wouldn't be hard to be like, here, I have some wine for you. But, really then, but then the suspicion falls on him. The whole point of going through this long line of bounty hunters is that way it can't be tied back to him ever. That's the whole point. It's stupid, but that's the point of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But basically, she's causing trouble for him in the Senate, and he needs her dead. Um... And so Anakin is assigned as her bodyguard or whatever, you know, the Anakin Jedi to protect her. So that's kind of the main essential part of the plot of this movie. There's that and the clones versus droids aspect, oh, yes. which is kind of the other part. Um, the good part. Okay, if that's the good part, tell me about it. Talk to me about the clones. <laughs> Talk to you about the clones? Well, Talk to me about the clones, Connor. They got... 200,000 with a million more on the way, like ready to go, ready to fight. The best stacks fighters. on stacks, yeah. The best <laughs> fighters they got my man Django Fett over here, one of the best fighters, one of the best pilots, best bounty hunters. And, and they were like, Let's clone them, uh, yeah, let's get it. And they cloned them, bing bada boom. Now they got a bunch of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then they had one clone that wasn't wasn't augmented at all, didn't have that that juice in him, so he became Boba Fett. Solid guy. Come yeah. So we now. get it. We get an origin for Boba Fett in this movie. So, what what it seems like happened 
was I think 10 years ago, somebody ordered a bunch of clones to be made. Um, master something, something, something. I don't know. That's this. I don't know how to say it. Sorry. But it was probably like Palpatine or somebody that ordered these clones to happen. Yeah, it was all Palpatine's idea. That's oh, the whole 100%. point. Because like the, the underlying plot of this whole prequel trilogy is that Palpatine wants to become the king of space. And to do yes. that, he has to create a war that will then cause the Senate to give all the power to him so he can end the war that he created, which mm-hmm. is just a super complicated plot. And it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I think there were better plots that George Lucas could have come up with, you know, to put have, him in power. But still, but the, it's whatever. The one question is, if your plot is centered around clones that are cloned off of Jango Fett, why would you hire Jango Fett to go kill Padme? That just doesn't make sense to me. Well, like, you said it earlier, not not while we were recording, but before we start recording, you said that it wasn't him who hired Jango Fett. It was Count Dooku. Count Dooku, but Count Dooku knew about the, the clones. No, Count Dooku didn't know about the clones. Palpatine kept that a secret, remember? Because in this movie, he he's confused as to how they amassed an army so quickly. That is true. So, that is true. Yeah. So, so Palpatine kept the clones a secret from Dooku. Dooku only knew about the droids. Palpatine... For as stupid would, as his plan uh, is, he's pretty good at keeping people in the dark. He, really he keeps is. he keeps all the good he guys from knowing Dang. about the bad guys, and all the bad guys from knowing about the good guys and what their plans are, and then they just have these armies all of a sudden and start fighting. Yeah, he it keeps works. everybody on both sides on a very need-to-know basis. Okay, Even though his disguise that. is not very good, it's just a oh, hood. It's <laughs> don't know how they don't figure it out sooner but that's it's okay well i mean superman's got glasses so yeah, yeah. but it's yeah you know, well we're yeah, not yeah, this yeah. isn't superman it's this okay. isn't superman this is star <laughs> wars come on now uh but yeah the clones is the clones in the battle of geonosis are my favorite parts of this movie battle of geonosis is, is great from the beginning where they're fighting just the regular animals uh the little weird cat thing and the rhino thing and the what looks like a praying mantis uh, the praying mantis yeah, praying looking mantis thing. praying mantis <laughs> giant praying mantis looking thing thank you uh and two then you get the jedis all fighting the droids and then the jedis get surrounded and you're like ah oh, crap and then jango fett dies spoiler alert which was epic by the way when jango fett died and then the clones show up and they're he like he just gets his head chopped off is it really that epic oh it's absolutely epic Real quick, while we're talking about Jango Fett, him and Obi-Wan's interaction earlier, it's not, like, super over the top, but it's a nice little back and forth between the two of them. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the few scenes that had pretty good dialogue in the movie. That is, I can yeah. say. I can say that yeah, little interaction true. was actually good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but talking about, yeah, Geonosis, this, this battle arena scene, mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes, I said, the arena scene is the best thing that I've seen in the prequels yet, which is true. Up, up to this point, like if you're well, looking at I all mean, the Phantom Menace, and this is the very end, I, up to this point, so I'm saying all of Phantom Menace and all of the second movie, it's the best thing out of those two movies. I'd give you, um, I'd give you a, personally, if you just take just the mall fight, I'll give you that. Just I, the mall fight. I don't know if I'd put the mall fight above this one. The mall fight's the best one of that movie, but I think this was a better overall scene. This one kept me more interested 
Uh, the mall fight, they're constantly cutting away and stuff, you know, and doing all this other That's stuff. That's why I said just This the is mall just fight. maybe. May, maybe you'd have a point, but we don't have that, you know? Yeah, if, if one's edited different, like, I could definitely see that being better. But this yeah. is, like, the thing happening here, and it's it's entertaining. It's good. It is. It is just the the ridiculous amount of Jedi on screen at the same time is really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It in is. The arena. It's, it's really cool. The CGI isn't the best, but at least it's like entertaining. Like this this movie has good pacing. It has like the factory scene. I totally forgot about the factory stuff. I didn't remember that at Me all. Me too. 100% I was forgot pleasantly about surprised. It. Like like that was actually really interesting and cool. Yeah. Like it was intense. It doesn't look the best and there's some stupid parts to it, you know, but it was actually entertaining and it actually was holding my attention. Whereas most of the Phantom Menace, I was just bored out of my mind sitting there waiting. I was like, when is something cool going to happen? You know, this I movie, feel like at least it was giving me stuff like this movie was trying a lot more than the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I feel like one of the biggest problems with the Phantom Menace was the entire time I was sitting there watching it. I was just like, so when are we going to like get to where Darth Maul shows up and we like get like this going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, when am I going to get to what I'm here for? The action gets going too late in the phantom menace this movie yeah. keeps action throughout even if yeah. the action's not the best and sometimes there's the lulls of anakin and padme in between it it still is like this movie is actually kind of pacing itself it's kind of got um some some good pacing to it it's actually like this movie's trying it's yeah. not that bad but it's not great you know it could be better obviously but this movie's trying, which is which I think is the big thing that separates it. You know? Yeah. Uh, while we're talking about action, uh, a scene that I wanted to, to bring up is uh, when, when when Anakin goes back to Tatooine and he goes after the uh, Tusken Raiders. I love mm-hmm. that scene. Like, I, I, I forgot that scene was in there. Not the, like, killing them, but, like, that entire sequence was in there. Uh, yeah, and it's a good sequence. Like you hear, you hear the the choir from Duel of Fates come back as he's as he's riding the speeder to, to the mm-hmm. Tusken Raiders. He's like he's investigating where they're at, and when he gets there, he, he finds his mom. You know, mom dies in his arms, and he he just that's loses it. it. That's it, uh, and then slaughters everybody. Yeah, yeah the the the, men, the Tusken the Raider massacre was like a really cool part of this movie. Um, definitely, definitely like one of the, I would say probably the most emotional part in any prequel movie that we've seen up to this point. So out of one and two, this was the most emotional sequence that we've seen yet. Um, I don't know what else to really say about it. Like this is kind of where we start to really see the, the dark side of Anakin come out for the first time, like really, really come out, you know? Yeah, and this so is this the is first where, this is the first big breaking point for him. Yeah. And it's like from this point on like like this shows like he's pretty evil. Like during this whole scene, he's he's pretty gnarly. Like the, he he he's pretty evil in the scene. And then he just goes back to being a good guy at the start of 3 and then he's good for most of that movie, you know, till the end, which is kind of weird and we'll talk about that in the episode yeah. for next week, but at least, One like, in this scene, oh, he's, you know, there's character development happening here. That's mm-hmm. all I've got to say. One, one note I put down. Um, 
so they're they're at like the house that uh, Luke goes up in, and, and they're in that little room. And when he when he yells that he he slaughtered all all the Tuscan Raiders, I put a little note down. I'm like, in about twenty five years or so, your son's gonna say your daughter's really hot. in this exact same room and i thought that was i thought that was a little joke that i had and i I thought it was pretty funny i do like how this movie sets up um aunt brew and uncle owen like i think this movie does a good job of setting them up because one of the questions i had going into this because i didn't remember how they came into the story but i was like anakin doesn't have siblings you know and so I was, like, very confused about how that sort of story happened just because I didn't remember this movie, you know? I didn't remember how that was set up. But then them setting this up and explaining how um, – what's her face? Shmee. Uh, Shmee. Yes, that's her name. <laughs> I wanted to call her Schmitty, but that's not her name. <laughs> that is not her name. How Shmee gets out of slavery and all that. And so I, I like how this movie is, is setting up the original trilogy. And that's one of the things that the prequels, they – whether you like it or not, they do set up the original trilogy, which is their job. They're, they're putting all the pieces in place to get the original trilogy started. And so this is just one of those little things that they include. And they're not like shoving it in your face, which I think is really nice. That it's just mm-hmm. like casually mentioned who these people are. They're moisture farmers on Tatooine. And that's all you need to know, you know? Yeah. Sometimes the stuff they do in these movies to connect them back to the originals is a little far-fetched but this is one of the one that actually fits mm-hmm. into the full storyline of this movie pretty nicely yeah yeah this is one of the times where it works there's yeah. there's other times uh that, that we'll talk about in the episode next week specifically one that oh, i can yeah, think yeah. of for sure that that doesn't doesn't work for me but but this one it's like a it's a little fan service but this is the good kind of fan service you yeah. know hey and so we I think get it does more that well. c3po come on who we doesn't do. like who doesn't like C3PO? Well, See, I wrote is... in my notes why would C3PO tag along? I, I think I was I, I don't know what exactly I was referring to there. It's cuz maker, you know. But, he was, he was but the maker. still he, he, he found his maker. That's uh, what I'm saying. Theater. He found his master, his master came back, so it makes sense yeah. that he tags along because and then that shows how he gets involved in all this because Anakin was the one that made him, so that proves your point from last episode. Bing bada boom. Peyton, there you go. Boom. No, all I'm saying is I don't makes... need the origin story for C-3PO. He can just be there in the original trilogy. I don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it. But I but... think it's one of... I don't really think it's that in your face that he made yeah. it. That Anakin made him. I don't think it's that far-fetched. So I think it works. Okay. So... okay. Just because you don't need it doesn't mean I don't like it. I didn't say you didn't like it. I just said I, I don't think that that's a necessary thing to include. It's fine. It's what we got. I just, I don't know if we necessarily need C-3PO in this movie. C-3PO is kind of annoying in this movie. I'm not going to lie. And in the Geonosis factory scenes and stuff, like, and when his head and body get switched up, like, and all the puns that they throw in there, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Lucas still felt the need, I think, to write in a bunch of comedy into this movie in some way. And he knew that he couldn't do it with Jar Jar because people would lose their minds on him if they got more Jar Jar in this movie. So he was like, ah, give it to C-3PO. And so yeah. I think that's where my biggest problem with them having C-3PO in the prequels comes from is that, especially in this movie, C-3PO is used as your comedic character, you know, and he's used as your, your outlet for comedy. And I think it kind of just like, I don't love that. 
because I really like C-3PO in the original trilogy, and he's funny, but he's not just like this slapstick comedy that he's kind of implementing in this movie. So I think this movie kind of hurts C-3PO in my mind, you know? I think that's yeah. probably my biggest problem with it, is I'm like, it's making him into a Tom and Jerry type comedy, you know? Which yeah. I don't think belongs in this movie. You know, I have to agree. Uh, there's one good thing that comes out of C-3PO getting his head and body switched, uh, and that's in the Battle of Genosis. We are introduced to the best Jedi ever created. Uh, you know I'm talking about my boy Kit Fisto. Uh, got that, them green dreads going. Love that man. The absolute best. You know, he just force pushes C-3PO. I have no clue who you're talking about. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> smile. Are you talking about the dude with the really big black eyes? No, yeah. And he, and he has the, the dude who gets dreads. killed in half a second by Palpatine in the next That's what movie. I was about to say. I no. was like, isn't he one of the fools that gets just destroyed by Palpatine? It's he, one hit. He doesn't even no, block no. it. No, no, no. He, he's, he's one of the guys. So two guys get killed immediately, and then it's Mace and Kit. And, and they're fighting for a little bit. And then like third, and like two seconds later, he blocks like two lightsaber attacks and then just gets absolutely annihilated. That's what I was about to, yeah, like, still, it's still way too quick. Oh, it's 100% way too quick, but but the scene but the scene I'm referring to is he force pushes C-3PO and then just puts on the biggest smile in the world, and it's so funny. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I did it. I did it. I really think the coolest part of that this whole scene is just seeing all the different Jedi and how they all come from different places in the galaxy, and it's so obvious how they're all so different. And they've all got different fighting styles and everything, but, like, they're all Jedi. And, like, that's super cool, you know? Mm -hmm. And them all fighting together. And it's like, man, I wish, like, we had more of that kind of stuff in the Star Wars universe. Which is looking like we're going to get in future movies. I think the Taika Waititi movie is going to kind of focus on that kind of stuff, oh, yes. I think. Um, so, we're going to get to see some more of that in the future. But, like, I thought that was really cool. I was like, I want to see more Jedi that aren't Skywalkers, you know, yeah. and Kenobis. Like, yeah, me for sure agree. Give, give me, me like all like that's so cool, you know. Give me more Kit Fisto, you know. I want to hear him talk. <laughs> he doesn't have a single line. Let me hear him talk. <laughs> all Connor uh, wants is a Kit Fisto Disney Plus series. Yes, I do. No, I, I don't want to. I, I want a nine. I want a nine movie long saga. He he deserves <laughs> he deserves a Kit Fisto saga. <laughs> Kit Fisto, a Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Kit. Kip, yeah. something like that. I don't actually. I think it's Kit. It might be Kit. <laughs> okay, it's really not that big of a deal. It really isn't. But <laughs> it's a big good deal thing. To it me. doesn't matter. <laughs> I think one more one more thing we need to talk about is the like last battle with like Dooku, Ooh. Anakin, Obi Wan, and then eventually Yoda shows up, and like mm -hmm. their lightsaber battle at the end. And I feel like with how like large scale everything in the arena was this is kind of just and then like also how like big and hyped up everything with darth maul was in episode one this one kind of like is a little bit flat and it's kind of just eh. so if you me, think about it for me personally i just wanted to get y'all's opinions yeah for me personally the obi-wan and anakin part of this fight is the worst lightsaber fight in the entire saga that's that's my personal opinion. It's not very good. It's when Yoda shows up that that, that lightsaber fight actually gets good, uh, and that's be, just because it's Yoda, and you just get to see him flipping around, uh, and that's just epic. Um, 
and I, I like how it's that you know you still got that master apprentice apprentice going but it was like they started out with force it didn't work and they were like all right let's go lightsaber and it ended up not working so count Dooku just had to be like all right i'm gonna kill your friends and you know it was like ah nope so, yeah one thing about the whole um prequel trilogy is yoda kind of frustrates me like a lot to where like every single time something bad happens with anakin there's like always a cut to him and he like senses it but then like he never does anything about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like we never really see a conversation like we see him like talk to like obi-wan and windu and he's like oh i have sensed this but like just go talk to anakin about it mm-hmm. right like, are one, we on the same page with that? Well, one thing that I kind of, that we can, I don't really want to dwell on it too long because it might lead into some some argument that we don't necessarily need. And it's like, for me personally, I think the prequels really kill the character of Yoda for me. Correct. I mean, I that's like what I'm kind of saying. Like, I agree with you. I think Yoda, I, my least, I don't know, can I say that? Yeah. My least favorite part of the prequels is Yoda. I think Yoda is absolutely ruined for me in the prequels. Because I think Yoda, in in what we're given in the original trilogy, in Empire and Return of the Jedi, he is this very wise Jedi who has been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and knows all of this stuff and is a great teacher. And that's his thing. He's very wise. In these movies, he is the dumbest bag of bricks ever. He can't, he doesn't do anything wise. And they always say, it's the dark side clouding him, dark side cloud. That's such a bad cop-out. And I think that just really hurts the character of Yoda. And that just, in these movies, he's not wise. He doesn't make good decisions. And then also, like, a lot of people love the Yoda lightsaber combat. It's cool. But I don't love Yoda using a lightsaber. Personally, for me, I feel like, from what we're given in the original trilogy, Yoda is not really a fighter, you know? And that's kind of the thing with the Jedi is they're supposed to keep order and balance and peace. And they're more pacifists than anything. And the amount of killing that the Jedi do in this, in the the prequels, it kind of bothers me, you know? And it's like, they're, they're kind of hypocritical, especially in the next movie, you know, when Mace Windu goes all trying to kill people and, but, but then they get mad at Anakin for killing people. And it's just like, I don't know. I think this movie specifically um, really just kind of like hurts the character of Yoda from the reputation that we're given in the original trilogy. I don't think that this is the reputation that that should precede him, if that makes sense. There's one. Yeah, I for part, sure agree. There's one part where I was like, oh, I really enjoy Yoda and like being this part. Like I, I enjoy the combat because it looks cool and I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of. If it looks cool, it's cool. Oh, it, it looks super cool. Yeah. Seeing Yoda do flips as a little dude, like, kicking Dooku's butt, you know? Oh, like, yeah. It's super cool. Uh, but the but one scene feels that out I of really, place really liked was when Obi-Wan went to go talk to Yoda, and he was training the younglings. I thought that was I thought that was just... Oh, yeah. That I do cool. really like that scene. That was, that was that good. Was a good. Show me good wise scene. Yoda. That was a wise Yoda. He was like, so, if they're, if it's if it appears to be there... Uh, you know, you got that, that gravitational pull. It's there. Someone just deleted it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang. And then he, like, he uses that lesson to, like, also teach the kids. He'd be like, I'm like, that's just mind-blowing, like, wise right there. Yeah, like, <laughs> I want that Yoda through the whole thing. Oh, give yeah. me give me that Yoda. I don't need General Yoda. I don't need Yoda commanding troops. I don't, I, 
give me a wise old Yoda. You know, like I'm I mean, cool with that. Like that's what un- I want. Unfortunately, this this is a war, so like you have to have fighting. You've got all these other Jedi. Like, I was why does say, he have to be on the front lines? You know, I, was I feel like say, Yoda. Like, Yoda's the kind of character that sits back in the control room and contributes from his data bank of knowledge of nine hundred years or whatever. He has seen so much. He can contribute a lot more behind the scenes than he can on the front lines. Okay. You know, like that's just. Yeah. I feel like that that makes sense to me. Also, I like, feel like they just how wanted he, Yoda to be in the movie more. They wanted him to be cool. They want to sell merchandise. Like Star Wars is all about merchandise yeah, with the prequels, sure. and. Yoda, I know personally, like, I had, whenever I was little, I can still remember it, I had this, like, matching um, sleeveless shirt with these shorts that had a big, like, had Yoda with a lightsaber in the middle, like, big on the chest of the shirt, and it was, like, super cool, and I wore it all the time, because Yoda was super cool in these movies, yes, and, like, for kids, that's all they need to see, you know? Yoda that's doing kinda, cool stuff, that's but I think the dope, character of Yoda, the character of Yoda, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Also, because, like, the the original trilogy is only, like, 20 years after the prequels. Yoda goes from being able to do all these crazy flips and stuff to being very, very feeble What's that? and it's on that his deathbed it's in that, 20 it's that, years. It's that back injury in episode three. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's tough for me to believe. I hey, feel like he, he should be a little bit more feeble. He was in his prime in his to his injuries. But, yeah, he was in his prime for a very, very long time, and then all of a sudden it just... It was not there. Mm-hmm. This is like the prequels are like Yoda's high school career, and then like episode three is like a senior year. Then he gets that injury, and like he could have gone D one. You know, <laughs> he ends up back on but his he home didn't. planet. He, he ends up back on, back on his home planet, just like sticking around, acting crazy. <laughs> is Dagobah his? Dagobah's not his home. Dagobah's planet. not his home planet. I was just making okay. a joke. Okay, good. I was going to say, I, I, I don't I think like, that's... Isn't a, that like... No one knows where his home planet is. Yeah, I was like, that's... That's the whole point. That's famously that's unknown. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out in Mandalorian Season 2. We will not. Maybe. Never I really hope not. I don't think we will. Do you know we're getting Boba Fett in Mandalorian Season 2? Do you know we get Ahsoka Season 2? I know, it's going to be crazy. Gonna that's be not what we're talking about this week, but... Hey... <laughs> I've got a feel. I got a feeling if we ever do cover TV, like TV shows or like streaming shows or something like that, I feel like that's one of the ones we might end up some, covering some on here at some point. We're probably gonna hit Mandalorian. Some of Star Wars right. too, the Clone Wars and Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any anything else? Because because we're getting here near the end of our time. Anything else you guys want to hit on before we uh before we wrap this up? I don't know. I feel like this was good. We hit on the points that we liked. We were generally nice to this movie, which is not how I thought this episode would go early on. It's a lot nicer to this than we were to Shark Tale. Yeah. Yeah. Shark Tale reference, baby. Got it in there. Proud of you. Not really. (laughs) Come on. Had to do it. Uh, No, I mean, there's not a a lot. Like, I feel like we covered all the points. You know. Not great. Not terrible. You want to buy Anakin and Padme kind of kind of cringe, but the worst part is is the dial. The worst part is the visuals, like just like the CGI in general is kind of jank, and the the dialogue between An- Anakin and Padme. I think those are the two worst parts of this movie. You know? uh, I want to add one more little side character, my man okay. Dex, uh, from the diner dude. What a legend! Oh, oh I, I forgot about the diner notes. scene. Where dude, did I, I put that? I didn't like I that. that you didn't like him. No, just like 
all right, the character was fine and like he's whatever, but just like the diner scene in general, it was just like, all right, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, doing. I was like, we can have cantinas and we can have like bars in Star Wars and stuff like that, but like, this is like a 70s style diner and i was like you cannot <laughs> convince me that this exists in the star wars universe like you just can't convince me it doesn't well, exist it, it does i no i don't believe it okay it i i'm, I'm just clearing i didn't it from mind it i didn't mind it too much i think it's cool because it actually like gives us more character depth for obi-wan but it is a little weird like it feels out of place in the movie um I'll give you that. Yeah, but, like I think it, it was like a cool Obi-Wan plot point to show way. that like Obi Wan has his connections to other people and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. has resources to get information. But like, just don't put it in a diner. <laughs> <laughs> just George, just make again. Make something else. Make something <laughs> original. You're good at that. <laughs> again, good ideas, bad Poor execution. execution. Okay, okay. That's the theme of the prequels. I mean, I think. I think one thing that the all last right, thing right. I want to talk horses, about, buddy. wait, okay. The last <laughs> right. thing I want to talk about personally is um, some very specific lines of dialogue that don't make sense in this movie. Um, that the biggest one for me is when Obi Wan is talking about Anakin's commitment to the Jedi Order, and he says it's a commitment not easily broken. I think that this line is. A very good line to say ex- to show exactly why George Lucas isn't a great writer, because I think a commitment to the Jedi Order uh, is is absolutely something that's easily broken. It's something that's not easily kept. Like this line just doesn't make any sense to me, um, and I feel like we since we we're kind of doing this episode a little differently and we're jumping around, I didn't address it. But I just wanted to say like that's got to be the wor- one of the worst lines that George Lucas has ever written. But he says, like, your commitment to the Jedi is something that's not easily broken. It is so easily broken. If you get afraid of someone, you've broke your commitment. Like, you can't get afraid. You can't have a relationship. You can't be passionate. Like, it is so easy to break that. Everything that comes natural is against the Jedi Order. Like, that's the whole point. It is so easy to break it that this entire prequel, these these next two movies, uh, this being... Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith here um, are literally about Anakin breaking his commitment constantly. Uh, so I'll, I'll agree with that. That that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, that's that's kind of where that was the last thing I wanted to say was that like I just I feel like that line didn't make any sense. There were other lines that were weird. Well, guys, we didn't even talk about the fake pair. We didn't even mention that. Well, I didn't want to. I can't. I, that's just out of my memory forever. Some things are just better left unsaid. If yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, just Google it. Just Google Star Wars Attack of the Clones fake pair Fair. and see for yourself. It's not even worth our time to talk about it. It was so bad. If Obi-Wan it's... caught me doing this, he'd be super grumpy. That's all I'm saying. It's so bad. It's so dumb. It's just another instance of Anakin like trying to like flex that he's cool to Padme. And it's just like, bro, you're not. Well, the worst part of that is that George Lucas decided to not use a real pair, you know? <laughs> like, it's another instance of him trying to do everything through CGI. Imagine that call, just like some like random intern at ILM, and they're just like, Ayo, <laughs> we need a pair. It's just like... <laughs> and they're just like... All the cool things you can make, and you make this really bad pair. 
He's just <laughs> like, you need Portman me to like. Just, <laughs> she just eats it. <laughs> you need me to like go to Publix or something and like go like buy a pair. And they're just like, no, 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 no. Get on the computer. Make me a pair. I guarantee you. <laughs> what did that you intern, think I meant? I guarantee you that intern went to Publix, bought a pair. It was like, hey, I got your pair. And they're like, nah, we want it, we want it digital. <laughs> and he was like, how do I put it on a computer? Yeah, I don't know, a lot just of, do it. There's a lot of this movie that doesn't work, which is why we put it at the bottom of our list at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, surprisingly, it works a lot better than The Phantom Menace um, after watching them back-to-back, you know? True. So I think that's that kind of what we get true. to end it on. Is, is, that's, that's the big takeaway here, is that it's better than we thought it was going to be, and we were pleasantly surprised. Yes. Which none of us expected. Yeah. Well, this was a fun episode. I'm sure next week is going to be very interesting. Episode <laughs> 3 is I guess you could say that. Yeah. Oh, you episode that 3, sure. we have some people have some strong opinions about episode 3 in this group, so we'll see how that all plays out. Um be sure be sure to tune in for that one. Follow us on Instagram. Same old same old. And that's a wrap. Thank you.